Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tech Vines, the the world-renowned podcast where we combine. <laughs> I don't know. Getting wow. towards the end of the, the year. award-winning, <laughs> the award, the award-winning. Inspirational. Well, yes, exactly. Yes. The inspirational. The podcast where we discuss two wonderful things. We talk about great wine and we talk about great technology. But it's not just the wine and the technology; it's the company. I think more than anything. So I'm Scott Aww. Delaney, the East Coast contingent for Tech Lines, and we have the uh, the wonderful uh, Miss. Melissa Gurney Green. I have to slow that down. Uh, <laughs> representing the uh, the West Coast out in the uh, Pacific Northwest, just outside of Seattle. And then our Midwest connection is the wonderful uh, Colin Gallagher. Hi, Colin. Hi, Melissa. How are you this evening? Doing okay. Doing okay. It's the week is almost just doing over. okay. Well, just know, doing it, it, okay. It, it, no, I'm actually doing great now that we're doing this. It's been an interesting week for me. Not as bad as last week. I'm so I'm, I think I'm in the minority here. See, now that's um, a great recovery. Um, great recovery. I, no, no I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited to be with you guys. I'm in a good mood. Um, I'm not going to guzzle wine like I did last week. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a good episode last week. Yeah. So, speak, speaking of wine, so here's here's tonight's. No, no, wait, uh, how's Melissa doing? What's going <laughs> no, on? He's, he's just she's skipping here. it. He's like, nah, yeah, yeah. she's gonna complain about here, something. Scott. Yes, yes. <laughs> I have my show notes. I have to make sure yeah. I go through all my show notes. Yeah. How I'm, are you? How how are you, Melissa? I am okay. It's been a very busy, busy, heavy week. Um, lots of hours and effort put in. Um, I had my team no site. Well, the first half of my team no site this week. I thought it'd be interesting to do an end of year retro where everybody just got all the things that were top of mind awful and awesome off their chest and then go into the holiday and then come back and talk strategy. <laughs> like, instead of like trying to get people to remember after holiday break what um, what went right and wrong and all that stuff, um, figured it'd be better this way. I was going to do strategy too, but usually when I do that, what happens is I always have like two or three people that just work through the holiday. <laughs> which doesn't do us any favors either. So trying that out, um, it went pretty well. And then right before this, I had a review on some internal survey stuff. So so our employee survey numbers came back and I got to see mine for the first time, which was super Ooh. exciting. Um, cool. And then I'm with you now. So this is the second part of my up for the day because I have to tell you, before I saw those numbers, I felt exhausted. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get to the episode, much less through it. Uh, and be exciting and 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 entertaining and because I was just a zombie around one o'clock, just a zombie. <laughs> so things are better now. Thank you. And well, how good. Do you do, how do you do your employee surveys? Is it employee? I mean, I, I love the Dell employee NPS. I think that's just like a brilliant one. Uh, we do something through Culture Amp, and mm -hmm. it's a similar kind of NPS system. Okay. So um, lots of goodness there. Yeah. I remember the time I worked for someone who had a negative NPS score. Ooh, rough. <laughs> I didn't yeah, even know that was possible. Mm -hmm. Oh, my mm -hmm. goodness. Oh, 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 it is. Yes. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> possible. Um, Which basically means everybody hates you. No, you get no – because remember, the way NPS works is the middle doesn't count, right? Right. So, every, you ha yeah, so basically everybody is at the bottom. <laughs> Wow. Pretty much, yeah. It's a it's an interesting uh, measuring system. So so just for the folks that are listening, so tonight what we are doing is the wine selection that I have chosen was that I want to go easy on everybody. So we just went something simple and we just went with whatever you have in inventory. So nobody had to go out and do any deep research and you know go out to all these different um, um, wine stores and try and find anything kind of exotic. So we went with something pretty simple, just whatever you had on hand. And then the technology discussion for tonight, given that we're getting close to the end of 2020, mercifully the end of 2020, I thought it would be a good time to talk about what are some of the predictions for uh, 2021. And we thought we would cover that in two areas. We would talk about what are kind of sort of the, the enterprise sort of work-related predictions um, that you might have for next year. And then what, what are some of the more consumer fun types of predictions that you have for next year? So that's, that's what we're talking about tonight. So we'll start with, of course, the wine first. And we will go to Melissa because I heard her uncork her bottle. I heard it pour into her glass. And I heard a sigh of relief 
as the glass was being poured. So I'm dying to find out what elicited such a sigh of relief. So it's a cab. Big surprise there. And its name is Josh. And unlike um, people named Josh, um, in my experience, <laughs> it's it's very, very, very good to me. Um, and what's cool about this winery, it's based in California, um, in Hopland, actually. But um, it's, it's by a guy um, named Joseph Carr, and it's named actually after his dad. And there's a little tribute on the back. It says, I've created my wine as, as a tribute to my dad, Josh. He's always on my mind. And super sweet. But the, the wines are just good. They're just good out of, out of, out of this vineyard. It's just good. There's. I am nodding like, <laughs> furiously. I, I, I totally support your, your choice, yes. So, yeah, I, I tend to keep this on hand. This one has has a bit of a nutty flavor and a bit of a blackberry flavor which is kind of cool and and i'm in love with it so i could drink this anytime morning noon or day right i actually thought about it this morning <laughs> I'm like, you are looking forward to it <laughs> yes nice nice what about you colin what do you have tonight i am drinking a decoy ah. yes. because we all know i love me some duck horn Yes, um, and, but decoy is 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 you know one it's it's a great thing to talk about marketing and brand extensions, right? Decoy mm -hmm. is a brand extension from Duckhorn. Um, um, it is one of their you know more entry and approachable brands, lower price point, um, but still damn good and classy and easy and something you can have a hand and drink regularly without breaking the bank. Um, this is a decoy cab, 2018, um, classic cab. You know, not super punchy, super bold. Again, meant to be more approachable. Um, you know, so that, you know, I think if I remember correctly um, from when I went to the vineyard, the decoy is made from grapes that aren't grown there. You know, they're, they're sort of sourced elsewhere. I don't know if they own this one, but they also have a couple other brands, too. Uh, my favorite one, by the way, from their name is, is um, I think the other brands are sort of like mid-range and they have their own vineyards, but they're not, they don't have the duck one from their name. But my best name is the Paradux. P-A-R-A-D-U-X-X. <laughs> and, and it has two ducks on the label. So, nice. Yeah. So yeah, so um, so if you see I, the Paradox, Paradox is also a Duckhorn brand. So you know, I like how they, they tie it back to the parent brand, but keep it somewhat separate, so they don't you know scare you with their sticker shock, and they, or they don't dilute the brand. So really well done from branding strategy, and really freaking great, you know, approachable, affordable wine. Um, and let's see what's on this one. Um, you know, again, slightly fruit forward, slightly um, malic. Um, you know, that little fruity acid flavor that I was talking about last week. Um, um, not you know again not as you know like i said not as punchy in your face as 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 a duckhorn cap not as dry um a little more fruity a little younger um uh, but really great again again for people who don't who are just approaching reds and starting to get into it it's a great way to do it excellent so i am drinking just a, a regular red blend so i i discovered this and i think it was in one of the uh, previous podcasts uh it's the uh, the label is the federalist and so it has a picture of uh abraham lincoln and right on the bottle, it says honest. So that's basically what you see when you get the bottle. It says the Federalist, and then in, in, uh, in type, it says honest. And it's it's a blend. You know, it's got some some Zin. It's got some Merlot, some Cab. Um, very balanced, um, very good, not too sweet. Um, something that, you know, isn't going to give you, like, a, a headache in the morning. So it's not like, a, you know, something that is this fortified kind of, you know, overpowering from a, from a alcoholic perspective um in terms of the uh of the wine but um but good and it's like i don't know like 15 bucks a bottle so i keep that on hand so whenever i go out and i know i'm running low i'll pick up you know a handful of bottles just to make sure that there's always something there because you never know who's going to show up and want a glass of wine so you got to make sure that you keep something on hand that's at least respectable and uh and reasonable i did go out last week and i did um have a uh, a bottle of Duckhorn, and um, I have to say, you know, Duckhorn is definitely superior. That is the benchmark that I think I measure all wine up against. And uh, I was kind of talked into it um, by the waitress because you know I was given the wine list and I was kind of going through, and I was looking for something, and I wasn't looking to break the bank. It's like you know I I don't feel I need to get you know a super expensive bottle of wine when I go out, but the waitress did suggest. She said, "Well, have you ever tried Duckhorn?" And I was like, 
seriously? I was like, <laughs> yes, I have. She's like, well, I've never had it, but I've heard that it is excellent. I was like, yeah, all right, let's do the duck corn. So uh, we got a bottle of, uh, of duck corn, and it did make me remember that, yes, because before that I was drinking a, um, a Pinot Noir um, right before that, and switching from a Pinot Noir uh, to a duck horn is like, you know, going from Pabst Blue Ribbon to, you know, Angel Envy Rye or something like that. So it's a it's a big jump in terms of just the the, the, the taste and the flavor, just the palate associated with the wine. So but nope, no, uh, no duck horn tonight because I don't keep that in inventory because if I did, that would become a very expensive hobby. So I didn't yep. want to go down that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I try to keep it under 20 bucks for the stuff that's generally in inventory. Mm-hmm. Nice. So there you go. All right. Well, we got that out of the way. How's that? Uh, oh, cheer. you know what? I, I forgot to do this last time. And I know people probably hate it when I do it while we're actually talking. But let's make sure we get our picture because this is probably the last one as far as podcasts for the year. So I want to make sure. Tease. All right. We got it. We'll send that out. Yay. And this is, uh, so I was thinking about this. So this is episode 31, right? Mm -hmm. And we just started this this year, right? So this is, you know, going back since it was probably April, I think, when we first kicked it off. So we're talking, you know, eight or nine months since we've actually been doing this. And we do them pretty much once a week. And we've missed a couple here and there. But 31 episodes, and I was trying to do the math on that. So, you know, that's quality time spent together, best meeting of the week for sure. But then I thought about it. And I said, well, we at least drink a bottle of wine each every episode. Mm-hmm. And that's at least because I know in a lot of cases that bottle of wine that gets you know, consumed in that one hour will often lead to a at least maybe not a full bottle of wine. And by the way, I have this lovely corking device that will preserve a uh, open bottle of wine. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa, for that. Um, but the, 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 the interesting thing is that that's 93 bottles of wine between the three of us in, <laughs> in the last, we'll call it eight months. Um, and we have not even been physically in the same room. Right in the, any yeah. of that time, but but somehow we managed to drink almost a hundred bottles of wine yeah. uh, between the uh, the three of us in that time. So that's <laughs> that's that's know. like ten days in Vegas for us. Well, <laughs> maybe. maybe it depends. It, uh, if you include the yeah. weekend, then absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So yeah. So cheers. Uh, almost a hundred bottles. Cheers. So cheers. We'll uh, we'll we'll break that easily uh, easily mm-hmm. next year. So so cool. Yeah, ten days in Vegas better include a weekend. By the way, <laughs> in a row, yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right, I'll mess with my uh, my my picture later. Let me make sure I save this so I don't lose it. All right, cool. So the tech topic for tonight, if we're ready to jump into that, was to talk about um, tech predictions, mm-hmm. right? So you know, here we are, end of the year, and probably be the last episode for twenty twenty. Um, because of this holiday stuff coming up and, you know, uh, I don't know if everyone's going to be available for another one. Um, um, but, you know, as we look forward to, you know, 2021, you know, a lot has changed this year. A lot has changed, you know, just in the last couple of weeks, literally, in terms of how 2021 is going to look. So it's it's an interesting time to kind of think about, well, you know, is this the is this the new normal? And if it is, then what are some of the things that we can expect as we get into 2021 to either be continuing on from this year or things that might change as we kind of get into the uh, into the next year. So uh, we did Melissa first on the wine. So let's go to Colin for one of his predictions for 2021. And I'm going to write this down because I'm probably going to steal it. So, well, so I'm, I'm going to, well, I've got two sets. And so I'll talk, you know, I mean, I think, you know, obviously it's at a high level, right. You know, there's going to be a bunch more, remote work stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'll bet you there will be a couple really cool, interesting remote work startups, right? Um, I think, you know, just because of everything we lived through this year, I think, you know, hey, we're on Zoom right now. Zoom is great. Um, Teams is, uh, you know, and everything else sort of sucks. But I think there's there's plenty of opportunity for someone to innovate there. And I'll guarantee you someone's, someone's been working on it, whether it's, you know, a startup or inside an existing company. Someone's going to come and, and up-level this because it's a perfect market to disrupt right now because everybody's doing it. Everybody's focused on it. Um, and, you know, certainly Zoom doesn't have a stranglehold on it because it's an easy, there's no switching costs, right? You, you change the URL and everybody goes, right? Yeah. Um, 
so that that's one, and I think and I'll and I'll, I'll do another meta one, and then I'll come back to something else. And I think um, the other one on the meta front is I think you know we're going to see more uh, medical tech as well. I think you know in in what we saw, you know, I think everybody does. Everybody now owns a digital thermometer, right? Everyone's a digital thermometer, right? Uh, you know, I think the do not buy those stupid iPhone sanitizer things there with a the stupid little blue light, they don't really work, right? Um, so, you know, but, but this, there's this, you know, everybody's been churning out sort of focus on, you know, how do you get better sensing technology in term, and, and better cleanliness technology? And I think you'll get things like, you know, you know the, the new Apple Watch gives you hand washing reminders. Hmm. I think you'll see other things like that go out there, you know, happen in, in sort of in the, how do you, how do you maintain state, safe and hygiene, um, you know, um, going forward. So I don't know what that's going to be, but I think it's going to be something really interesting in that space because, again, it's prime, it's opportune, and um, and I think it's going to be so there. And then my next set, when you come back to me, I'll give you much more specific stuff. That was sort of my, my meta category because I think those two are just going to be really super exciting this year. And, you know, I think, you know, people have been sitting around for the last nine months in COVID trying to figure out what they do about it. And I think I'm sure, you know, I'm sure VCs are hearing startup pitches, et cetera, about all these things. Excellent. So, Melissa, how about you? What's your oh, first prediction? I, I kind of hate to go now because mine is not nearly as as um, uplifting. <laughs> so, so I think the notion of digital fatigue is going to carry through next year. I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people and a lot of companies, especially people who are in marketing right now, are counting on the winter break to um, kind of snap people out of it and get mm-hmm. that engagement back up. But um, what I'm seeing out of conferences and events mm-hmm. right now is nobody cares. Nobody's interested. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. There are people yep. talking, but it's mostly an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that's going to stick and, and stay around. And I think, I think the, the prize will be won by people who get very, very creative about digital engagement. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, that's my prediction. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with that. We, we're having this conversation because we're trying to do our conference in coming up. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't quite as negative as you. I was trying, you know, I'm quite more negative than I normally am. Because I, well, I, I wouldn't leave. say that to our our internal yeah. team running the event oh. either. <laughs> but, but I basically, I basically, you know, they were trying to, they were basically trying to create a standard one with track. I was like, I was like, guys, blow this the f up. Yeah. I was like, people are going to tune in for your lucky 20, 30 minutes at a top time. Don't schedule blocks. Spread it throughout three weeks. With come back, you know, and, and, and stagger it and do all sorts. Of, you know, don't just don't try and re- recreate a physical event in a virtual space, figure out how you'd want to have a virtual conversation about whatever topics you want to have, you know, and then figure out what it time it takes time to do it. Right. You know, you know, it's not, you know, the, the reason we did things in, you know, three, five week chunks is because that's how long we could book the hotel for the conference center for. Right. You know, yeah. you know, you own, you know, you own the web. So figure out what's short and figure out what's engaging. Like you can do a lot more roundtables, polls, all sorts of these other things. I don't think I don't think I have a recipe for it either, but I think you can do all these things digital. It should be digital first and not, you know, by the way, you should not be engaging your traditional events people because they don't think that way. You should be engaging your social people and others to, to run the events. That's my, my point of view. Actually, that one would take back to my thing. Yeah. Okay, hey. do it, do it, do it. Although that makes me a little scared. Why? Because <laughs> I think I'm one of those people that they would engage to run the event. Exactly, exactly, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we all are. I mean, all of us, right? You know, it's like, yeah, but you, you go to people who know how to book a conference room and schedule, you know, schedule things and et cetera. And, you know, and make sure the barcode projector is in the middle of the room set up correctly. You know, no, you don't, you know, that's not a skill set you need. You need a whole different, you need a whole different, you need engagement skills. Yeah. 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 Fair. What about you, Scott? What's, what's your first prediction? So here's, here's what's very interesting is that all three of us for our prediction um, are basically in kind of the same swim lane in terms of, you know, what we would, what we think is going to, let's just say, be different going into next year. And, and my my prediction, and I've, I've mentioned this to a number of folks, um, is that I think that when we when we get past all of this, right, the, the quote unquote, the new normal, right? Mm-hmm. People like the, the idea of work from home. I mean, that that is that is that is the new normal, right? That that will be kind of basically how you know, larger organizations are set up to do business going forward. There will be no physical location. There will be no conference mm-hmm. rooms. There will be nobody coming in and going to the cafeteria and sitting at a lunch table with their friends, you know, and, and talking about, you know, work-related stuff. I think that stuff is 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 gone, right? But But I think it will be 
replaced. And what I think it gets replaced by is that I think going into next year, once, you know, we get kind of past this and everyone is, is healthy and, you know, a lot of the risks and everyone feels safe about, you know, physically getting together again, I think there's going to be, um, you know, a renewed interest in the, in the, in the, in the tech conference side of things, the physical gatherings, because I think number one, you're going to have, you know, we've, we've, we've looked at the virtual stuff and I think, you know, some of it works, some of it doesn't work. It's kind of hit or miss, but it, it never gives you the experience as an attendee or as a user or somebody that's trying to learn something, mm -hmm. the types of things that you got when you went to the physical events, because yeah, okay. I can go to a, you know, a presentation and I can go to a tech session yeah. and I can, you know, ask an engineer questions and all that stuff. And, and that's really cool. And that that's why I like to go to this, but the fact that now physically you never get to get together with anybody, the option to, do that going forward, I think is going to be attractive for a lot of folks that have said, oh, you know, I used to go to this conference every year and, you know, I haven't been for the last couple of years. Oh, there's a conference coming. Yeah, I think I would like to go and just kind of check out and see see what everybody's doing. So that's number one. The second part of that is the funding piece of that, because I think for a lot of um, vendors and partners in the ecosystem, if you're a large provider and you have the ability to get tens of thousands of consumers together under one roof for a certain number of days, there will be other vendors that will literally throw money at you to say, hey, you're having a party. You're inviting all of your cool friends. How do I get invited to this? How much do you want? 50 grand, 100 grand, whatever it is. Yes, please take my money, but please give me an invitation to come and talk to all of your cool friends. So I think cool. that it, it may not be like the, the smaller ones, but I think, you know, some of the bigger ones and once Vegas gets back in line, there's going to be a lot of, you know, a, a lot of capacity available to do these types of things. So I do think that you will start to see because I think I think there's a belief that, oh, you know, I don't need to physically go to, you know, Vegas or Barcelona or, you know, Santa Clara, whatever it is, in order to experience this. I can do this from, you know, my my couch right with my family and my dog and the mailman and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, people are kind of getting to the point where, OK, that was fun, but now I feel that I need to have just the, the physical connection to like meet and talk to people and, you know, be with my peers and just kind of geek out for a couple so, of days because that's kind of where I get to well, really learn things and, and connect with new people. Well, I, I, well Scott, I, I, oh, go ahead. What? Go, go ahead, Melissa, go ahead. Ladies first. I, I was just asking if, if I could tell on this because, because I'm not certain I agree. Um, and no, but I, I expect you to. <laughs> I, I agree with conditions. And I would say that the industry is going to get a lot more strategic about what it picks for yes. for attending well, yeah. conferences, for going yeah. at all. I That's... think I think this whole thing has has kind of opened kind of a conversation around is it really worth the risk to go to this conference? Is it really worth like all this time around all these people, and in well, in many or cases, is, is, it, is be, it worth the but, is it worth the R? Are you getting the ROI out of it? Yes, right? exactly, yeah, I mean, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. so there will probably be fewer conferences. Yeah. Those conferences better be better, or I won't be back. And yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. all of those so, things. So, so, so I, I agree with you, Scott. I think I think there's going to be great demand for physical conferences. But to Melissa's point, I think the physical the physical conferences will be fewer. I think it's going to be bimodal. I think yes. the conference the conferences that used to be two thousand people. Right. You know, in two days or a day and a half. Right. Those, those are, are gone. Those, those are, are gone. gone. Those are gone. Those Absolutely gone agree. Absolutely agree. But the ones where you get 50,000 like, people. AWS right? reInvent, that, you know, where you get you five you know, hotels in Vegas, that's still going to happen. You know, yes. even though they did a decent yeah, yeah. job on it this yep. year. Right? By, by, yeah, they're just going to keep throwing that money. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that's my point is I think, I think it's, it's kind of like, almost like the retail side of things that that's what's what's happened here is that if you if you're a you know a small player and you know there's not a lot that you provide that you couldn't go online and get something for you know those those providers are all gone right in yeah. terms of the retail space and i think mm -hmm. on the conference side as well but yeah. there will be larger conferences that have draws and have yeah. you know the the discussions and the experts and the yeah. content and the things that people are going to be very interested in, and they're the ones going to be like, oh, so, okay, 
I'm okay with going for th- three days to go sit there and, and you know talk to these people and, and get more exposure. I think the discussions will also be broader, right? You'll have less you know very niche types of conferences that you know target again kind of the 2,000 attendees. Hey, we got 2,000 people to come and hear about you know this this widget, right? It'll be more of hey, here's what's happening at an industry level or at a technology level, so everything gets kind of um, uplifted. Yeah. But no, I think there will be there'll be demand for that. I think no, I totally agree, Scott. I think the ones that are going to stay are the ones that have broad-based appeal, um, the ones that have significant networking opportunities, significant cross-education opportunities, the conferences where again you get two thousand people to come to learn about what's new with your products, you know, right? Um, you know, plus you know there is some networking stuff there. You know, is not those are going to go. Those are dead. Those are going to go virtual, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are dead. Again, think you know, think things like reInvent and others. And actually, you know, I'll I'll challenge you. I think you know, Dell Technologies world sort of in between, right? It's 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 got a it's got to morph in advance because it's sort of it's you know it's not necessarily a, a a product announcement show. It's not the Wizards that it was back in the right. day, Scott. Oh yeah, but, no, no, but 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 it's more. But so how do you become a, a CES, yeah. right? Yeah, because how do you become a CES? Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm with yeah, you. And I think, so they're sort of in the bubble. So what happens to those in the middle? You know, do they do they go virtual or do they, or they they grow up somehow and they become more industry agnostic? And you know, what are you gonna the shows that people are gonna do where they can learn something, they can take something away that's gonna help them with their career, help them you know personally, et cetera. Like if, if you know if you just need to go learn about a product and need a vacation, those are gonna be few and far between. I think. Yeah. I would agree. All right. Well, you got another one. Anybody? Anybody? Who are you asking? I do. Uh, yep, M- Melissa, please go. More on the consumer side, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think commercial retail space is going to be crazy ripe for some real disruption and innovation, probably in the kind of mode of Airbnb. Um, I'd say that because, I mean, obviously this pandemic's been hell on us all. Small businesses, those medium businesses, like things are shutting down <laughs> left yeah. and right. I look at, you know, it's right before Christmas here. I'm driving around and there, there, there are empty spaces in places that used to be my nightmare row. Don't drive through there for um, this time of year. And um, we're going to need to find creative ways to fill them. So there will be lots of opportunity there to uh, do that. Well, yeah, so Matt, I... I- uh, on 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 that point, right? So I think I think the the choice in products that you can you know go ahead and, and consume, it's going to get very interesting because you know you know years ago if you wanted to buy something you know you'd have to go to a physical store, and maybe that's not so much the case anymore. But but there would be a set of brands or a set of products that that particular retailer would provide, right? But now you have kind of like this whole sort of, you know, Amazon experience where if you're somebody that has a cool gadget, you have a good product, you have something that people would be interested in. You have a, you have a, a fun design on a T-shirt, right? Something as simple as that. You know, years ago, you had no way to go to market with something like that because what are you going to do? You're going to set up a, mm-hmm. a T-shirt stand at the mall, or you're going to put a, yeah. you know, like a lemonade stand at the end of the street, and you're going to you're going to sell T-shirts. There was no way for you to have a cool, fun idea and to be able to get it out to the masses. And I think what's cool about that now is that that friction is literally gone, right? So if you have something. And people want to get access to it. It's very easy for them to go ahead and and not find it, not just find it, but but to actually be able to consume it. So you know the good and the bad of that is is if you have a, a great idea, then it's easier for you to basically monetize that because mm-hmm. you don't have to open a store, you don't have to make these investments. You just have to partner with Amazon to become you know the the um, you know the Godfather taking. You know whatever percentages to you know to dip their beak so to speak and and get something out of that in terms of those those individual transactions that they're allowing to process the 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 other the challenge with that is that there's so much stuff now because now how do you stand out because anybody can do it so the barriers to entry are much lower than what they were in the past because literally anybody can do something like that 
right? And again, it's it's you think of the T-shirt. It's not the T-shirt. It's not the manufacturing of the T-shirt. It's not even the screen printing. It's well, what's the content? What's the what's the cool thing that you're putting on that T-shirt? And do people want to buy it? Well, and and on the flip side, the whole supply chain is streamlined too, Scott. You could get somebody to build you a product relatively easy as well. I mean, it's not you know you no longer have to invest in you know not only the retail side but the but the supply chain, the manufacturing side. You can get you know you can go to China and get somebody to build you you know you know make your T-shirts for you or make your you know your widgets or whatever they happen to be uh, relatively easily. But I agree with you. Uh, but actually, that reminded me there's something I was had thought about last week when we were after we proposed this. I was thinking about on Friday because on Friday of last week after we recorded on Thursday. I walked by a building that had a WeWork in it. Nice. Oh, was it empty? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, it was like a giant brand new building in Columbus that had a WeWork in it. And I'm like, what the hell's going to happen to this building? Like, you know, and my old office in San Francisco, which we've moved out of now. Um, um, uh, I know that um, building in San Francisco, the WeWork building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, I, we were a satellite one. There, there are several in San Francisco. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, we yeah. were a satellite one. Like there was a, you know, they went, they went, they went real estate crazy and, and bought, you know, and signed leases everywhere. Yeah. So in our building, you know, which was right near the the um, the ferry building, they had you know ten floors or something. We were. Something That's ridiculous. the one I'm talking about. Yes, oh, yeah, I know yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and um, they just, you know, it was insane. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to WeWork. I know it's going to, so I think there's also going to be something around commercial real estate too. I have no clue what it is because it's, it's probably going to crater. Not to be pessimistic, it's going to crater. And, but the flip side of that reminded me of another conversation I had, which is I was talking to a friend about interviewing, because um, I am. Um, and um, he lives in San Francisco. My, my best friend, Randy, um, from when I used to live in Boston, um, moved out to San Francisco about a decade ago. Um, but he, he's like, you know, I got offered a job at Adobe and, you know, he's like, and, you know, it was interesting, but, you know, they wanted me to commute from San Francisco down to San Jose. If you don't know, that's an hour and a half without traffic down the 101. It, it's it's two and a half hours if you take the BART. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. We know that and, from experience, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And, and you may better be again without with 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 traffic. It's probably longer than that. You know, um, it's like you know. It's I remember getting on in San Jose in um, Santa Clara where our headquarters is and going north and getting on the 101. It's like oh, I you know I googled like at two o'clock I, I mapped it. It's like oh, it's going to take me you know an hour. I was going to. Um, uh, an appointment in, in um, a follow-up appointment for my shoulder in um, in uh, in Palo Alto. And so like, oh, it only take me an hour to get Palo Alto from here. Mm-hmm. And so you know, my, my, so I googled the two. My appointment was until four. At three, I left the office, pulled up on the on the Google, and it said, "Oh, it's now going to take you an hour and a half." And then every moment I was on the road, the timer went up. Literally, it wasn't nice. counting down; it was counting up. That's how bad the 101 is. And so like, so they wanted him to commute. And he's like. You're Adobe. You can't have a. You can't work. People work remotely, and what we sort of realize is, they've all these companies, have been, many companies, have invested in these brand new buildings. They spent this, and they want to maximize that real estate, and they're trying to figure out how to fill it. And that's, I think, that's the only. I think there's going to be a, a crazy thing where people, where companies are going to have to come to Jesus about these facilities they built. Even even Google and, and Amazon, who have given people a year to go do something else, it's only a year. They want them to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I think there's going to be you know not just the WeWork stuff, but there's going to be all this commercial real estate for companies who've built these buildings, and employees are going to be like, no, I'm not doing. I can you know I can do my job equally as effectively you know living in Montana or you know BFE or wherever it happens to be. Well, I I mean that that's like even if you did eat, so even if you had a gig where you had to physically go into the office, you would live somewhere even if it wasn't you know an hour and a half away. Maybe it was a 20 minute you know. Mm-hmm. ride or walk or wherever it is but now that doesn't necessarily exist so all of that you know prime real estate in all of those areas mm-hmm. you know what's the value of that kind of going forward because before you know i needed to be in manhattan i need to be in you know in, in the valley or i need to be san francisco wherever it is seattle right mm-hmm. well now i don't necessarily need yeah. to be there so why yep. am i there right i, I could do this from new hampshire right literally so um so it'll be interesting to see how that that kind of trickles down and what that looks like, you know, two or three years down, once people have kind of, you know, everything is sort of kind of normalized to a certain degree. Um, But then, so what happens to all those other markets, especially on the real estate side, because they're not as needed as they were Mm -hmm. before, right? 
So I think you're going to see wave one where the, the rental places stuff, the WeWorks and then, or, and the other ones, people have shut down. Like I said, you know, our, you know, it makes no sense for us to have a settle office. And then you see wave two where, you know, these corporations who have invested in massive amounts of real estate figure out what they're doing and what that means. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's super interesting. Yeah. But like I said, if you, if you require people to come into your office, like, you know, if you're, t- if you're telling someone that now is like, Hey, you know, you can work remotely, but in six months you, or not or a year, you got to come in the office. You are so not with it. Yeah, I don't think we're going back to that. I yeah. my experience has been the 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 folks that want to go into an office, the reason why they want to go into the office is because it's difficult for them to work from home, right? For whatever reason, because mm-hmm. they just, you know, they don't have the room, they don't have the space, they don't have, you know, kind of the privacy, whatever it is. Those are the folks that are like, yeah, I'll 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 go into the office and I'll you know, have a have an office or a cubicle or a touchdown station or whatever it is. Yeah. But if you're not in that situation, you're like, well, why but, do I got to why do I got to get up early and, you know, take a shower and yeah. you know do all yeah, but, that stuff? But even then, is it going to be a five day work week in the office? Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah. that's the thing, right? Yeah, I think I think well, I think two things. I think there are going to be some people who just can't do it, Scott. Um, right. But I think they're going to be in the minority. They're going to be a quarter or less of the people. I think there I think there used to be a lot of people who said they couldn't work remotely. And they figured out how to make it work and they figure out the benefits of that to your point you know i can sleep later i can i can work out in the morning you get more time back right you no longer have that freaking you know hour and a half commute down the mass pike which still gives me nightmares thinking about it right um you know exactly you know you know you know that time is yours you can do whatever you want with that you know you can take care of your kids you can read you can you can you know learn to play the piano, whatever and i think in the same thing in the evening you 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 get so much more time back and i think i think people are going to be reticent to give that time back to their employer or, or burn that time because of an employer. They're not giving the employer. It goes nowhere, right? Commute time goes nowhere. It's a waste of time for everybody. So I think that's going to be a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh yeah, there's, there's definitely things that, you know, people have to adjust to on, on the remote side. So I, I had a funny story that I, I wanted to tell. So here in, uh, in, in my area in Massachusetts, we had a pretty major snowstorm. So yeah, how much uh, did you I, get? But you get like eighteen I, inches I got, or something. Uh, yeah, I got I got sixteen inches. So when oh, I went out to take nice. care of it, it was uh, it was mm-hmm. a sixteen inch snowstorm, which is a you know a pretty a pretty big deal. And it started late last night, so it was one of these classic ones where it just you know it snowed out from you know midnight till I don't know it was about four or five o'clock today. So um, and it was just a constant snowstorm. So all the kids obviously. You know, they they would have had um, school canceled. So it was a very interesting thing that happened in Massachusetts because what they what 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 a lot of school districts did is they said, okay, there's a there's a snowstorm coming. We're not even going to play games where we send you texts and we call you at five o'clock in the morning to tell you that school is canceled because for most districts that are doing hybrid tomorrow would have been today would have been a day that you would have to physically go. But they said, okay, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're just going to make tomorrow a remote day because we know it's going to snow and we're going to take all of the risk out of it and it's going to be a remote day. And what happened and it was actually kind of amazing and very cool is the kids absolutely revolted. They, they, they want a snow day. They threw down so hard across the state that they said, "Listen, you ruined our lives. You, you know, we can't hang with our friends. We can't sit where we want to sit. We can't go to the recess. We can't have cafeteria. School basically sucks because nothing is like it how it used to be. (laughs) The only one thing that we liked about being in New England and having to go to school is that you would get three or four snow days a year." And you could go out and you could do whatever you want and you could play in the snow. And you rap bastards, you took those snow days <laughs> away from us. This is unacceptable and it's unforgivable. So literally half of the like almost half of the districts in Massachusetts basically said, so we've heard from the students and they're really uncool with the idea of having a Zoom day when it's a snow day. They want to have a snow day. So you know what? We're you know a couple of days from shutting down anyway for the holidays. So we're going to give everybody you know the snow day. So And people were thrilled. They're like, oh, my God, we have a snow day. And it was such a small thing. And for the kids, they were, like, so excited. They're like, oh, it's snowing out. We don't have to go to school, A. B, we don't even have to dial in and deal with this anymore. So it was, and and again, it was something that 
within like 24 hours because they were again the the school districts and again they're dealing with a lot of things yeah. here so i i give them credit for for having to just deal with all the moving parts but the fact that they were thinking okay we're going to make it easy on everybody by not by not even having to wake you up at five o'clock in the morning to tell you the obvious that hey it's going to snow out all day we're not having school we're right. just going to have everybody do zoom and the and just the and again it was the social media stuff it was just everything and, and it and it was just like this this you know storm that just came out of nowhere where everybody was just like screw you we want our snow day, and they and they let them have it, mm. which was awesome. It was well, awesome. Again, those, but again, to your point, those are going to go away now that people know they can do things remotely. Yeah, going to be more and remote days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, our district was way more proactive about that and didn't wait for snow to be in the forecast to send out that email that said the snow day was dead. But did anybody complain? Um, if they did, nobody gave a rat's. Yeah. Ass. Yeah, but I think next, year, next year the policy will be we will not do more than two snow days a year. The rest of the days are going to be, you know, Zoom days. No, it's it. it's we're not doing any snow days. We've figured out this remote stuff. Yep. Now, mm -hmm. if it snows, plan to be on Zoom. Good yep. luck. And that was the email, like almost, almost so, to a T, the TLDR again, of the email. Again, and, again see, and see how nothing because, changed. Oh, we didn't do TLDR last week. We should have done TLDR last week. <laughs> yes, yes. So... I still find tech people don't know that that, that expression. So so maybe maybe it's an East Coast versus West Coast thing, but yeah, they 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 stole our snow days and they're not coming back. Nope and, they they and they my reclaimed. little third grader is heartbroken. <laughs> heartbroken. We, Everybody we, else is like, yeah, this sucks, but I'm a short timer anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> this sucks for somebody else. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. Uh, go, going to school in Russia, we never got snow days, and it snows a freaking lot. Yep. I bet. <laughs> it was like, get your ass into school. Yeah, yeah Russians, I, Russians I, I are just, tough. Like, I went to school when it was minus 20 one day. So yeah, like, they're, they're just like, deal with it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're Russian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I will tell you, the, the, the Russians are. are hardcore because i had a call earlier today with um one of the one of the one of the people that that work in russia and as we're wrapping up the call someone says hey so you know how are you feeling how how's the covid turns out you know he's the guy's been dealing with covid for like you know the, the last week he's like oh you know i can't breathe but it's okay it's like oh by the way what time is it there Oh, it's midnight. It's yeah. <laughs> so you got, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got COVID. <laughs> you're call, you can't breathe. You're at midnight. You dialed into this, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's just another, you know, another oh, day." It's, from... it's completely off topic, but can I tell you my my Russian snow story? Please do. Please do. So the backstory on this is, um, um, we, <laughs> it was at probably the last leadership conference I went to. Is that the one we crashed? The one that was downtown at the waterfront hotel. Um, I do remember that. That was with, um, um, yes, that was us. Yeah, yeah it was us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was sitting in the bar late at night. Ah, that was definitely us. Yes. Yes. Go well, ahead. <laughs> doesn't qualify. So I was sitting in the bar late at night. It's got, could be any, could be any place. Okay. No, but I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I was sitting with a female yes. SVP. That's the one. Um, yes, a redheaded female SVP. You shall remain nameless. Um, and we were talking, and and. Um, we were also talking, sitting next to us were two um, children, uh, two Egans, two wow. children of EMC's uh, founders, and not the Egan that we all used to work with, not the, on the tech side. These guys worked in facilities. Oh, yes. Wow. Right, yes. right, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, again, he employed the whole family. He got the business started. You know, he's a founder, got the business started. He put his whole family in business. Again, if, if you know, you know. If you know, if they were you know, no, John was a grandson, right? John was a grandson, right? Um, anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. So these maybe they're no, grandchildren. yes, yeah, John's yes, a grandson on 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 Maureen's Cause, side. So he yeah, because Max, yes. yeah, yeah. Max was his cousin. Because Max was his cousin. Max when he was my intern was his cousin. Yeah. So anyhow, I don't, so the, anyhow, they were Egan's. They were you know sort of, but they were in facilities, right? So they were you know not obviously not on the tech side, of the, but you know, but um, um, you know, lovely redheaded female SVP, who I think is a rock star, um, had had a shit fucking day because they kicked the shit out of her on stage. And she had a few drinks in her. She was just letting loose. And she toured these poor facility guys because they wouldn't stock spoons in that, in that, um, in the, in the, um, in the, in the coffee breakfast area or whatever they, yeah. you know, 
right. out by her office. You know the one I'm talking about, up by Rangers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So they wouldn't sex plastic. So you'd have to anymore. you'd have to go all the way down to the cafeteria, cafeteria to get your yeah, plastic food. Yeah, yeah, right, yes, right. Yes. And so she was which was about, which which was a which was a very common complaint for the folks yeah. that worked in that area. Because it was a cost cutting measure. They refused to put spoons there. And, she, and so she's like, yes. And so yeah. And so so we, then you know the, we, we got through Spoongate and we started having a conversation with with these guys. Um, and again, they, they, they're Egans. They've been there a long time. They think, and we were talking, and then they heard that I had been to Russia recently. They said, oh, you've been in the office? They said, did you use the boot cleaner? And I said, of course. And they're like, you don't understand what trouble we had to go through the boot cleaner. So, you know, those, those mechanical br the brushes, have you seen them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spin? Um, and so when they when they moved into this new office in Moscow, um, in the North Star Tower, apparently there was no boot cleaner. And they fire stuff back, and the facility policy is no. You know, you get a coat rack and a closet and some hangers, right. you know, right. a coffee machine, and you know, blah blah blah. And they wanted, you know, a mechanical electric boot cleaner, and, and and like they're like, no, 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 you know, not the policy, not the policy. And then finally, the Russians sent back pictures of them, video of them walking in from the street in all the snow in the winter with their boots caked in snow, and they said. Do you want us tracking all this into the office or not, or do you want to buy us a boot cleaner? So it's again just an example of where global policies don't necessarily apply. You need yes. to, you know, you know, if if it snows every other day in the winter and the winter goes from October first to April thirtieth, you need to have boot cleaners, and you also need to have things like double double you know entryways, like double doors everywhere. Everything there's no direct entry, but yeah. So anyhow, let's get back to the topic. By the way, anyone have anything yeah. else? I have a couple interesting ones. Go ahead. So these are my Apple geek uh, predictions because you know everyone knows I'm a fanboy. Um, so a couple things. I I'm going to make a interesting prediction. I think this is the year that Apple come comes back with AirPower. Um, if you don't know what AirPower is, AirPower was a failed attempt for them to develop one single a wireless charging pad that would charge your iPhone, your AirPods, um, and your watch, and any other devices. And a problem, but the problem was the different sizes and the different technologies, because they actually use different technologies between them. They could not get them into a single device without causing overheating things. And and um, an Apple in a traditional Apple way is it, it wasn't that you had to have designated areas for it. You could put it anywhere. You, you know, it was free as so as you put it anywhere. What it would sense what the device was and automatically adjust to it. Um, they announced it. They had said it was coming uh, by the end of last year, and at the end of last year they canceled it. Um, before, like a, a week before GA, they said, "Oh, no, they took it down to the website. They stopped it." But I think it's coming back this year. I think I think they've still been working on it. So you think they canceled it to cancel the announcement, not to cancel the work on it altogether? Well, to cancel it and, and reset the expectation that it wasn't coming, you know, shortly. It wasn't delayed a quarter or something. It's you know they had to go back to the drawing board. But I think I don't think they've given up on it. Um, I think because because by the way there are no there's still not no great multi chargers for that. The other one I think of is I think Apple is going to get into the glasses business. Really? As much as I I don't Why? think so. Because they've they've expressed interest in it before. Um, they've they've talked about it. Um, you know I think they've talked about they've bought some AR companies. So so maybe not the glass. So I, mean, I stand corrected. Apple's going to get into the AR business hard. How they do it, I don't know. You right. Knowing, yeah, so I, I made a fundamental mistake, I assume, because everybody's done AR through glasses, they're going to do glasses. No, they probably won't do it through glasses, but Apple's going to get in the AR business hard. Maybe, yeah. Um, and then lastly, I think on the Apple side, I think just, you know, um, everybody knows I'm a big fan of my AirPods, um, right? Oh, AirTag, you know, they announced that last year it's coming, whatever, who cares? I don't know why we need freaking more tiles in the world. I hate tiles to begin with, right? <laughs> um, I don't know anyone who uses them, so... That one, I, I, that one I actually hope they kill um, because I don't know there's a use for it. Um, but um, Air, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the announcement two weeks ago. Um, Apple announced um, their competitors to these. Yeah, the headphones. Uh, okay. I'm pointing to my my, bo my Bose the over the ear noise canceling. The big wireless Bose, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, they, the they ear covering their, headphones. Yeah, the ear covering headphones. They announced their AirPod Pro Max. So again, $550 for noise canceling headphones. Um, you know, 200 bucks more than these that I'm wearing right now, etc. Um, yeah, but you're still going to buy them anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, I don't think so. Not, I'm not going to really? rush out to I'm not rushing out to it. Yeah, no. No, okay. I, I don't. Um, no, I don't think these work and they, they're fine. And um, I've read reviews and they're good. They feel solid. They're metal, not plastic. They feel, apparently, they feel better in your hand. But the, the prediction is 
um, they're going to do more stuff. Like I expect them to do like a sport headset because I'll tell you the pros, the AirPod Pros fall out of my ears. Like the, the the AirPods don't fall out of my ears. I can exercise. I can ride my bike. I'm sure I've talked about this before. But the AirPod Pros that I got uh, for my birthday this summer, they fall out of my ears. Like you know when I when I do too many things because again that rubber cup just doesn't fit the plastic. So, but I expect them to come out a version that's more sport friendly. So that's my last prediction. Well, cool. So just just to, just to um, kind of come off of that. So I have my new Fitbit 4 that I got Ooh. a couple of days ago. Um, and the only reason, so I had the Fitbit 3, 1,000% happy with it. Use it. It helps me out tremendously in terms of tracking everything that's going on. So I, 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 if you don't have a Fitbit, if you don't have an, an Apple Watch, anything like that, that just like helps you kind of track, you know, sleep, heart rate, you know, exercise steps, all that stuff. Definitely invest in it because it's it's good to, to have the uh, the analytics so you can just mm -hmm. kind of see that so so yeah. so that's good. But the reason why I got the the four was because so where I work we have a um, a credit of you know a certain amount of money that you can spend on mm -hmm. you know gyms um, yep. on memberships on whatever and they open it up so that it would include yeah. fitness yep. trackers right. So I had $150 left that I had to spend before the end of the year. It was like use it or lose it. And I was my original plan was, well, OK, I'll just find a gym and I'll get whatever it is and I'll just do the membership. And if mm -hmm. I go, I don't go. It doesn't matter. At least I, I took advantage of the of the credit. But the challenge here and you know where I am right now is all that it's stuff is shutting yeah. down again. So it's like, well, you'd be crazy to go and, and do that right now. And, you know, with all the restrictions and the masks and all that, I was like, I would never, ever go. So anyway, I was like, all right, I don't really need the Fitbit 4, but I'm going to get the Fitbit 4 because it's essentially free. So I got it. And and the one that I got had the new band on it. The old band was kind of the the rubber plastic, you know, it was like the Casio watch kind of band. And it was it, it was one of the things that I always felt about it is I love the Fitbit for the analytics, but I didn't feel that it was comfortable because like if it got wet or if it was sweaty or sleeping on it, whatever, it would always kind of like slide down my wrist and it would get really, really tight. But this one had the new band and I didn't really, you know, appreciate the the band when I got it. I was like, all right, I'll pay the premium for the four because it has the new band. But now that I have the new band, it's this kind of like quasi fabric plastic. And like when I wear it, it's so light and just so comfortable. I don't even feel it anymore. I have to sometimes check my wrist to remember, do, do I still have it on? Am I charging it? So it, it, you know, anytime you have something where you completely forget whether or not you have it on or not, it's like running shoes, right? If you're not thinking about your running shoes, those are the perfect running shoes. Yep. So you just get those again. So that's the thing with, um, with, with the new Fitbit. So I'm down on the new Fitbit, but the tech thing that I wanted to talk about was, um, so, you know, we're, we're in the holiday season here, which means that when you go and you check your personal email, you get nine bajillion emails from all these companies that you've done business with in the past. And they're all spamming you with, you know, hey, here's the, you know, the, the, the deal breaker, door smasher, whatever it is. And I have never, ever once clicked on one of those. And I think, you know, as you look at, you know, how you connect with a consumer, it's not. I think spam in general is going to it, it'll never go away because it's too easy once they they have you it's just you know mm -hmm. some basic intern that's writing emails and yeah. sending it out to the whoever happens to be on the email list so there's yeah. like not a lot of it, it, <laughs> no I have a whole saga of trying to get rid of emails from Dell by the way <laughs> Well, I, still, oh, I still get them. Hey, I have about 50 times. About, <laughs> I still get notices about deferred compensation plans, which I'm no longer eligible for. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. 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 I'm not responsible for any of that. My point being is that is that spam is going to be replaced by the algorithms because the algorithms for whatever social media app that you are using that's the one that they get to know you. They get to understand the things that you like. And those are the ones that send you very targeted things. And they seem to know that when you're like interested in a particular like cooking. So I do all this like stupid cooking shit. Right. But like there'll be like a gadget, like how to clean your grill or how to, you know, season a pan or something like that. And it will pop up and I'll be like, oh, my God, what? Nine dollars. I'm all in and I'll go ahead and I'll order it. And then it'll show up and I'll be like, 
why did I order this? I don't even remember ordering it, right? So I think it's the algorithms that will replace the spam because those are the things that are much more tailored to what you're doing and what you're looking at at that particular time versus the fact that, you know, I went to, you know, I don't know what it was, Patagonia, you know, three years ago, and I bought a jacket. And now we have this special relationship where now every time around the holidays, they feel like they have to send me three emails a day to alert me that the special that they're running is going to be going away. It's like, all right, I don't, I don't need a pay. You know who's the worst now that I think of it? And this is the one that kills me is uh, Toomey. So I have oh. a couple of <laughs> – oh, my God. I have a couple of Toomey bags. And I like, uh, and I can't tell you how many times I've unsubscribed from Toomey. And it's like, listen, I appreciate you quality luggage. The product is amazing. You know, next time I buy a suitcase, it will absolutely be a Toomey because they're they're like bomb proof. They are. Yep. They will last forever. And they they they're the top of the top of the top. However, I, I need, a, need new a new one. <laughs> I need a new suitcase. <laughs> Once every five years, all right? And, you know, I got this one three years ago, and I appreciate, you know, you want to, uh, you know, you want to be connected to me as a, as, a, as a user of your product, and I really do love your product. But listen, I'm not buying a Toomey anytime soon, so you do not have to send me, you know, an email, you know, three times a week to mm-hmm. alert me that there's a, you know, 30% off sale. I'm good. I'll pay full retail the next time I need to buy a Toomey if you would just stop sending me shit. By the way, I think this is the first podcast that I've actually swore on. Uh, no, no, no. The last one was the well, first. No, was that the last I... one? There was there was one where Melissa said, "There goes our rating." Yeah, yeah. there goes our PG thirteen yeah. rating. I know that. Yes, and it was you, yeah. not me. It was you. It was yeah. you. Yeah. But uh, I swore on this one too. So, all right. Yeah. Colin's usually the one that swears. Yeah. Well, this one will be the one with the one with the, 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 the NC seventeen rating. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> Holy moly. Um, yeah. So, I'll tell you a quick story. So, the call before this, I was on with some of uh, some of my work colleagues. So, uh, Lauren Simpson, who you guys know and love. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so I was, on, I was on a amazing. call. I was yes. so, yes, yeah, so I was on a call with her, and she's in her car. She's like, Oh, you know, she's going off. Well, my kid forgot to hand in this assignment, and the kid will probably listen to this. I don't think it's funny. And, you know, what the fuck? And she starts dropping all these F bombs fucking this fucking that and then you know if you know lauren like she's you know she'll swear like a sailor you don't you don't see that when you look at her but she she's does like, not project oh, yeah. that at work she oh, is definitely so she's driving and dropping all these f-bombs and just going off this total like rage rant about just everything going on. It's like, oh, I can't believe I have to fucking do this, whatever it is. Right. And then she pulls up and then she looks over. And she's like, do you have what you need? And I'm like, what do you mean? Do you, she's looking over the side. And I was like, is your kid in the car? She's like, yeah. And she shines, puts a camera over there. It's her 10 year old in the car. While she's dropping all these F-bombs. I was like, oh my God, you're just like me. I would do the exact same thing. Yeah. Kid, that's what? a very real conversation in my house too. Oh, it was amazing. Now, if they drop the F-bomb, that's another discussion. <laughs> all right that's so, not allowed to happen yep. <laughs> so colin you go you go you had a story you're gonna uh introduce so kick that off and then we're getting up no to no, an no. Hour. no no my story my, my, my story was actually we're at an hour and we we normally do a little bit of planning before this not a lot you know a little veneer of planning before this for the email mm-hmm. and text we haven't figured out are we do, recording something next week i can but i mean i prefer it not to be on thursday I yeah. can't do. Well, that's my Thursday. point. It's, it's Christmas. So it's let's Christmas let's, Eve, so yeah. let's take this. Let's take this offline. There will be another episode. It may be in 2020. It might be in 2021. But there will be another episode because listen, we're at 93 bottles. So a yes. uh, hundred is very achievable. We may not mm-hmm. be able to get this in collectively yeah. within 2020. I'm sure individually, yeah. a piece of cake. With but... the research, <laughs> we're well over a hundred. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 I'd say closer to two. <laughs> two, <laughs> at least. So anyway, we a lot. <laughs> but we yes. did, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful. All right, but yes. Yeah, so we'll figure out the the timing of this. But but Melissa gets episode thirty two, which I will do. be epic. You do. So I what do. are we drinking, and what are we talking about? 
gifted or suggested wine. So just in time for the holidays, why not take advantage if somebody has given you a bottle of wine, then drink it for the podcast. If no one has given you a bottle of wine, then take a suggestion from somebody you respect and bring it to the podcast and talk about it. Um, from a tech topic point of view, we're going to hit on subscription services. Ooh, Ooh I like good, that. Good one. Good one. Yes, yes. So yes, just in time for all the subscription service stuff to actually hit because it is, mm-hmm. it is the big winter break coming for us. Yeah. So it, it'll be timely yeah. either way, even yeah. if we don't do it next week. So yeah. And reminder to all listeners, if you subscribe to something right after Christmas or New Year's last year, <laughs> now's the time to cancel it if you don't want to. Yes, yes, PSA. <laughs> yeah, PSA. Yeah. That's a great one. Subscription That's, awesome. That's a great one. Yes. That's a yes. great yes. one. That is awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, so here we are. We are at uh, we're at exactly at an hour. So okay. So uh, thanks to everybody for listening in. Uh, We had a great discussion. It was fun. Um, I know I enjoyed myself, and I'm sure uh, my co-hosts Colin and Melissa did as well. So thanks for joining and hang in there for episode 32. We won't be quite at a hundred bottles, but we'll be getting close, and we'll have to think of something special for the for the hundred <laughs> bottle episode, I think. But um, yeah, so we'll, we'll get that going. So, so thanks for joining. Th- th- thanks for joining, Colin, Melissa. Say goodbye. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's okay. It's the holiday season. We yeah, can double yeah. thank you. Yeah, we'll see you in the new year. <laughs> yes. All right. Peace out, everybody.